Welcome to the Farmer's Voice. I'm Alan Watts with Kentucky Farm Bureau. On today's Farmer's Voice program, we visit with Jerry Rose from Estill County. Mr. Rose, tell us about your farming operation. I'm on the Estill County, Madison County line on 52 out of Richmond. Uh, had 249 acres. We farmed for years and years. I drove my dad down here when I was 15, didn't have my driver's license even. We bought the farm on Sunday. And uh, everybody told me it's crazy and never get paid for. And we farmed it. He sold a piece of it off once and bought it back. He said he couldn't say that. So he farmed till he died. And then my brother and me farmed till my brother died. And then I sold part of the farm again after he died. And I've got a smaller operation now. I sold all the cattle he died because I had so much to do. And now I'm going to try to get some. I've got me a lot about fixed. Get me some calves back to the cows. And we make, make quite a bit of hay. We sold all hay last year. And uh, <clears throat> do gardening and low yard, and I buy and sell a little bit of machinery every now and then just for fun of it. But I love the farm. You bet you're doing cattle. What kind of cattle are you going to get back into? I think I'll just buy calves in the spring and sell them in the fall. I don't have room for a lot, but I'll get you know, a small amount. When we sold out, I had 56 head of cattle when I sold out. And probably could have run more, but uh, I sold my neighbor the parts that I sold. He gets us to help him cut part of the hay, so we get it's kind of like I still got the farm almost. Uh, that tickles me, but it's kind of funny. I always said we raised tobacco. I hated tobacco. wouldn't couldn't stand it. When Daddy got too old to raise tobacco, I raised tobacco until not long before they bought it out, and then I ran it out to boy just before they bought it out. So I guess it's in your blood you like it. Right, you got got to like it for sure. You mentioned mentioned buying the farm with your dad. What's your history in farming? Did you go back several generations, or just you and your dad, or what? Uh, me and my dad and brother, I got a sister, so she didn't have a farm. But dad had the farm before I was born at Thomas, and he decided he wanted a bigger farm. Of course, it was big enough, probably. But we sold it, and he bought this part in '62, and we farmed. Actually, farmed all my life. I guess I can remember. Walking behind, well, I can remember when me and my nephew, my cousin, first cousin, was about five, six years old. We carried tobacco plants all day long from set behind with a peg. Now, I don't know if you know any kids now that carry tobacco plants all day long or not. That's a tough job back in that day and time, but a, a good job. It caught you a lot of responsibility, doesn't it? It does. It's a lot of hard work, really, but... I don't know. I just couldn't get out of it. Seemed like, and then I got a little back trouble, kind of, and I I quit raising it. Not too many years before they bought it out, I and mean, we raised it till they bought it out. Yeah, tobacco, tobacco, tobacco provide for a lot of families over the years, and it, Miss Rose. Well, it did. It uh, you put a little money in all year, and then you get a Christmas check, and it pays a lot of the bills. And I remember when I was a kid years ago, of course, we'd go grocery spend four or five dollars. My dad run a at Rice Station, bought his fertilizer and the groceries, run a bill till he sold his tobacco and his cattle in the fall, and they go pay the bill. You know, that goes way back in the 50s. A lot of trust in agriculture back in that day and time, wasn't it, too? That was all, that was all we had. You know, we killed the right what we eat, and uh, we were poorer than dirt, but actually we didn't know it was poor. <laughs> I understand that. 
Well, tell me a little bit about your, your involvement there. What, what are the kind of organizations you're involved in in your community? I'm sure Farm Bureau, what else there? Uh, mainly Farm Bureau. I go to cattlemen's meetings over there, but uh, I'm, by, I'm president of the uh, Farm Bureau Board. And I kind of enjoy that. My uncle taught me into getting on the board probably 30-something years ago. He was the agent. And he said before he died, he said, stay with him as long as you can. So you do a good job. So a friend of mine was president and I was vice for several years. We run together. We had a big time together. We graduated school together. And then a little over a year ago, he died, and that, that hurt me quite a bit. But he kept saying, I'd like to stay president. I said, well, I'd like to stay vice president. I don't want to be president yet. <clears throat> but after he left, I took over and tried to do a good job. Farm Bureau is a good organization, I think. It does a lot for the community, doesn't it? It does. People don't realize how much it does. I used to set up at the fire, put me a big board up all the things Farm Bureau does and give away the prizes. Had a big time. Met a lot of my neighbors and got to talk to them about Farm Bureau. And after the pandemic, we haven't done it, but uh, I really enjoyed that after several years. Tell me a little bit about what do you see some of the big, what are some of the big struggles in farming today for you, Mr. Rose? Big troubles for farming? Biggest struggles. Yeah, what's some of the tough things out there for you? Well, my tough things for me, a small, small farmer, I don't work now, I'm retired, and uh, diesel fuel and fertilizer is out of sight, and so is butter twine. Everything you buy costs a fortune, and you don't get that much more for your product. Of course, cattle's up by me, that'll help. Even though I'm out right now, it's still, it's got, it's got to be up for farmers to make it. they got to have something to live on. But it's trending to big organizations, though. I'm, I guess that's good and it's bad, too, for a little better. And you still have a lot of farmers, a lot of small farmers there around you in, in Estill and Rich, in Estill County there? Yeah, most of them are small farmers. So we got some, we've got a few big farmers in Richmond, they'll buy it. 100, 200 head, run them and sell them. That's where you make your big money. But most a lot of them don't have room for that many. And uh, I don't know if you know Jim Dawes or not. I've out to his feedlot. He's got a real setup. He's over the stockyards. But he, he, I went to a meeting he was at the other night. He told us cattle's up because they've been for quite a few years and hopes they stay a while. Yeah, I know the markets look really good for cattle for sure. That's right. That's and that's good. We, cattle and farmers deserve that for a while, don't they? They do. Farmers need some kind of break to make a little money because it's hard. It's hard work. That's right. It is hard work. Well, speaking of farming, what do you enjoy the most? What do you like about farming? I like tractor work. I like plowing hard. We used to raise corn, and uh, I like cutting, baling hay. Be honest with you. That's. I can get out and do that better than I can get out and actually work in the garden or bend over doing I'm cleaning up some stuff right now and that's hard work to me kinda, of, but it's getting close to hay season and I'm looking forward to it. It's something about being in the open field out there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, it's like my wife said mowing the yard. She loves mowing the yard for years because she gets out and gets her mind off things and she just mows and enjoys. That's the way I am on the farm. I get out and get my mind off things and and we've got, uh, we've raised three girls. i got to tell you this story, though. I was set to back on the back setter from the time we had the horse drawn until we had the tractor drawn, and 
me and my mom sat together for years and years. And I put my when I got daddy got too sick, I got took over the tractor organization. I started driving the tractor. So I put my daughter and my wife on the center. Well, the first time I looked back, the roots were sticking up. I said, "Oh, that won't work." So we got to go start again. They could outset me when they started faster than I was and said all my life. They could just they could just come natural to them just to pick it up and put it in there. I love that story. But and you know that raising your family on the farm, that had to be special for you too, Mr. Rose. It was. I spoke to had a boy on the end, but she was a tomboy. She would have feed with it, had to buy her cover all in the wintertime to feed. We had a big time. She's kinda half half boy, I believe. And, uh, yeah, we just had a big time on the farm. But the girls hit me. Had three son-in-laws, and I told them one day, I said, if you hit me raise the back this year, buy you a swimming pool. Well, it wasn't the plan to do it, but they went and bought the pool the next day. <laughs> Put the pool up, but we raised the back and paid for the swimming pool. Our guest today on the Farmer's Voice, Jerry Rose from Estill County. I'm Alan Watts for Kentucky Farm Bureau.